0: How can plan participants use transparency tools to stay in network and still find less expensive, higher quality care? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode is being brought to you by our friends at Fresh Benny's. Your clients have growing benefit challenges, not to mention tapped out healthcare budgets. We can't increase those budgets, but we can help you to solve some of the challenges. What are they? And what are the solutions? Join Reed Rasmussen and the Fresh Bennies team for a brand new 30-minute webinar where they will share five specific challenges and solutions. To register, just click the Fresh Bennies logo on the ShiftShapersOnline.com website or visit info.freshbennies.com forward slash ShiftShapers. Fresh Bennies, a fresh approach to benefits. We have had a lot of discussions about transparency and medical cost savings over the course of the podcast, and certainly more in recent years than we had four years ago when we started, and that's a good thing. What's challenging is to find folks who actually understand all of the ins and all of the outs of this and who can speak very knowledgeably about it. And No one, to my knowledge, has studied this process more and become more of an expert on it than Bill Hennessy. Bill is not only a physician, but he's CEO at a company called Pratter Inc. And they do a lot of work in this area. They do so much work. And he's so well known that he was actually at the White House a few weeks back when the president signed the medical cost and transparency order. And we'll talk about that as, as we get further into the podcast. But with all of that said, welcome, Bill. Thanks for being here.
1: Well, thank you kindly for having me to your wonderful podcast, David. And happy Pratter Day.
0: Happy Pratter Day to you, too. Let's start out at the kind of very beginning of your journey. A lot of physicians aren't knowledgeable about costs. Some of them don't want to be knowledgeable about costs. Some of them just aren't. How did you find your path? How did an MD get into this cost and transparency
1: and medical savings world? I've always been self-employed. And as a young doctor, we had another billing company doing our billing. And I knew we weren't collecting the amount of money that we should be for the work we put in. Once myself and my business partner overtook that billing as our business and revenues matured, we did ultimately collect more revenues for our business. The light bulb at that point went off that we actually knew how to do our billing better than third parties. And so we started offering our services to other private practice physicians so both them and their staff members could get paid what they deserve for the hard work they did. That made us become very knowledgeable on all those medical billing codes referred to as CPT codes and the process of claims being accepted and denied and what to do about it. Well, you know,
0: it's interesting that we talk about coding because obviously where the money is, is in the facility charges and the hospital charges. And I don't think a lot of folks are, are intimately acquainted with all of the different components that let the hospitals sometimes play three card monty with the money. Can you break those down for us and 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 talk about
1: how those charges actually come to be? Yes, there's there's two key components, especially if we're talking an imaging study like an MRI, or a common outpatient medical procedure like a carpal tunnel release, and it's often ten to one. What do I mean by ten to one? The doctor gets paid two hundred and fifty dollars for a carpal tunnel release but the facility, the hospital gets paid $2,500. That's a 10 to one ratio. So there's very little pricing variation in what the doctor gets paid. There's a big pricing variation in the facility fee. So an independent ambulatory surgery center, the facility fee is commonly $500 to $1,000 for that carpal tunnel release. And a hospital can commonly be $2,000 $2,000 to $3,000. Mind you, it's a five-minute procedure. So in the world of Pratter, we are absolutely fine that you pick your best doctor that you like, but why pay an extra $2,000 to be in a building for five minutes? The other key thing about the hospitals and billing is the standard MO is to never provide an itemized medical bill. And we at Prater have a standard form to request an itemized bill. We need to see everything line itemized before we pay it. And so many people are threatened about bad credit, bad debt. And we say, no, you do have a right to see an itemized bill.
0: And yet it's virtually impossible for a consumer, even a knowledgeable consumer, because I tried last summer. To get a hospital to part with an itemized bill. It may
1: be difficult unless you know exactly how to ask. We have a canned letter that we would gladly give to anyone that contacted us at info at Prater.us to get that itemized bill.
0: So w- without giving away any trade secrets, what's the key? Because I was pretty persistent and I'm pretty knowledgeable. I, you know, As you know, I ran a TPA for nine years. And yet, until I just started being really obnoxious, the answer was just, well, we
1: can't do that. Well, there are leverage points now. Number one, don't pay them. And he who holds the bag of gold holds the deal. They want your money. If it takes them six months before they call you personally, great. You just kept your money for six more months. Secondly, again, it's, it's also free on our website, is the ACA Public Health service act section 2718 part of obamacare dating back to the year 2010 that hospitals must publish their charges and tell them to you and make them consumer friendly before the time of service so they're not only not doing that before the time of service they're not doing that after the time of service and i put in that letter that you do have the legal right to this as per federal law. And we're not going to pay you until we see an itemized bill like we do for everything else that we pay in our business and personal lives.
0: Is it higher personal responsibility amounts that are starting to change consumer behavior so that they are educating themselves and are becoming knowledgeable?
1: It's a gradual shift. Gradual because the medical billing process has been made so confusing. But the answer is yes. Why is the answer yes? Because we're paying for everything out of pocket. The national average high deductible is $6,000. 80% of working Americans never meet their deductible. So yes, we're paying for everything out of pocket. And that anger at not being able to see the price of something before we have to pay for it out of our wallets and purses is creating the demand for medical cost transparency and the abolishment of surprise medical bills. You
0: know, whenever we talk about cost in the absence of quality, folks kind of send nasty grams. So let's talk about that a little bit. Because it's one thing to get a a low price or a fair price, characterize it how you will. But if the quality is terrible, you haven't really saved anything at the end of the day, whether you're a plan paying a claim or whether you're a member using up their deductible and coinsurance, you're going to incur more expenses down the road. Now, one of the things that we look at is, and it's hard to communicate this to a lot of consumers, is that in medical care, unlike a lot of other areas oftentimes, more often than you might imagine, there's an inverse relationship between price and quality. So how do you get those two points across to folks that they've got to look for quality as well as cost, and that the highest price facility is oftentimes not the best quality care?
1: You are correct. There is no definitive relationship between cost and quality in medical care. And more often than not, it is inversely related as you Stated. We need to look at this as a spectrum instead of the hospitals and insurance companies pulling on the emotional purse strings of working America. There's health care and then there's health insurance. Health care is for routine stuff that occurs outside the hospital. A blood work or an MRI study. Well, there's only a couple MRI machine makers left in the United States. If it's $500 at facility A for an MRI and 4000 at facility B, and they're using the same MRI machine, there's no right to passage to say that we are permitted to charge 800% more because we use the same machine. That doesn't make any sense. Where the quality matters most is life-threatening things, such as medical conditions where neurosurgeons and cardiothoracic surgeons need to be involved. That's where quality matters the most. Where my company has focused is on the outpatient routine care. Because if we're 27 to 64 years of working age, we're mostly only getting outpatient routine stuff. And the difference in quality is very little. Yet the difference in price is very great. How great? 1,000% difference in the same city in the same network for common care items. That is what we are laser focused on putting an end to.
0: And now a word from our sponsor. In a world where healthcare budgets are tapped out and advisors still need to solve pressing benefits problems, one man stands out. Reed Rasmussen is Fresh Benny's man, helping you and your clients control healthcare and keep America safe for brokers. All kidding aside, as we approach that time of year, your clients are paying for increasingly expensive health plans, but employees still have gaps in care, and they're paying more out of pocket than ever before. Fresh Benny's has identified benefit challenges you're probably not solving, but you can. Join Reed and the Fresh Benny's team for a 30-minute webinar that will arm you with solutions to simplify the healthcare experience, deliver a great ROI, and boost any benefits package all within your clients' budgets. So before you book those renewal meetings, attend this webinar. Just click the Fresh Benny's logo on the Online.com page or visit info.freshbennies.com forward slash shapers to register. And be sure to tell Fresh Benny's man, read Hi For Me when you're on the webinar. This preview has been rated R for Rock Those Renewals and is suitable for all client audiences. How do you educate a consuming class that for many years has had two mantras? Whatever the doctor says is what I'm going to do and wherever he or she sends me is where I'm going.
1: Trust your doctor with your life, not your wallet. Know that hospital-employed physicians must send you to their most expensive facility because it's in their electronic medical record as the only option to do so. You uh, need to take care of your physical and financial health. And many times now for tens of millions, if not over 100 million Americans, it's either affordable access to care or no care. Mind you, with that 1,000% pricing variation, there is the ability to receive much lower cost, yet remain in network at a vetted location. In the 1990s, one brief example, Bill and David thought that maybe we were too important and we deserved prescription brand name drugs. And then what happened? Bill and David said, is that the same chemical structure? Yes. Is it 10 cents on the dollar? Yes. Okay, we'll take it. Now, when it comes to routine outpatient care, I believe that's the next wave where we just know that going to independent facilities outside the hospital for routine care is going to create affordable access to care.
0: Does this transparency equate to what you and I might call old-fashioned capitalism? Are there market forces actually at play here? And a follow-up to that is, can you have a free market? Everybody talks about free market in insurance and in medical care. Can you actually have a free market when you've got a government entity that dictates prices for over half of the spend
1: that happens? If enough pricing is exposed, then of course there's capitalism. I mean, Lowe's knows the price of Home Depot shovel and vice versa. McDonald's knows the price of a Burger King's Whopper. Certainly known pricing creates competition with competition the consumer wins every time what we have right now is a broken rigged system if you look at insurance money in general it's about 100 million dollars is lobbied every year in dc for only about 500 politicians the american hospital association has 20 million dollars being lobbied every year their their answer typically at the hospital level is we have more overhead Well, when enough pricing is known, and in a capitalistic society, we as consumers, whether it's employer or employee consumers, would say, reduce your overhead or lose market share instead of lobbying.
0: Well, and and yet the hospital associations lobbying has made it virtually impossible to get a certificate of need. They've been on a campaign for a number of years of buying up smaller regional facilities so there's, there's less and less competition within each market. How does the average consumer or group of consumers start to affect those folks who have become such big, big players and sometimes single players in a market?
1: Great question. What I see happening is as more Medicare pricing is revealed right now by test name and zip code a quarter of a billion claims where the real names of the tests, the real names of the providers, and the real prices paid by Medicare are on our platform. We're going to double that to a half billion in the next three months. And what that does is we finally know what an accepted price of care is per care item by the number one payer of healthcare in the United States, the federal government. So that gives us a target price. Offer to pay Medicare plus 10%. And now that 80% of us have a high deductible, we don't meet. And if you're willing to pay cash, we're starting to turn this into a known pricing cash business. That sounds an awful lot like consumerism. One more teaching point. There are four prices for every piece of care in America. There's the charge or charge master, the retail amount, which is ridiculously high most of the time. Second, there is the health insurance company discount sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Then there's cash in slot number three. And then Medicare, number four. Medicare is the lowest. The taxpayer must get the best deal. We don't want the federal government wasting our money. Or else it's fraud. And I think that's a good law. So offer to pay more than Medicare. Know that target price. And eventually the word Medicare goes away. And now we have known pricing. Things that are done more commonly will remain closer to that Medicare fee price. Things that are done less commonly, aka supply and demand, will be worth more in the medical world. Remember, insurance is only for a catastrophe, but the laws are set up now that we cannot receive or purchase catastrophic coverage only. We don't ask State Farm to pay for us to paint our front door. That's what's going on with health care backslash health insurance.
0: We have a few minutes left, and and I'm, I'm intrigued by your visit to the White House and also by some misinformation that's come out about this presidential order. And again, I know it's something that you've studied. Talk about the visit to the White House briefly, and then let's talk about what that executive order will and won't do in the short and mid and long range, in your
1: opinion. David, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was huge, absolutely huge and amazing. So I love what president Trump has done. He is the ultimate in campaign awareness by passing this executive order that there will be medical cost and quality transparency. He has created a buzz and elevated what the focus needs to be to help working America. It's a stepping stone. This is called campaign awareness what will happen next is you will see in 2020 laws, and I do believe at least some of them are going to be passed for both the consumer as the individual, as well as the consumer as a self-insured entity, such as a, a larger private sector employer, government sector or union. And then we're going to see things for protecting us against surprise medical bills and balanced billing. He, being the President of the United States, has surrounded himself with some excellent people. I actually knew about four other people in that room for the executive order. There are some very strong healthcare business minds that are going to do some real things in terms of legislation in 2020.
0: Now, there are some folks who think that by virtue of this executive order, automatically the world is going to change, not dissimilar to when Congress, maybe these days, I should say, if Congress passes a law. But that's not the case, is it?
1: No, it's not the case. The executive order, of course, is is too brief. It's not a, a thorough law, but the components of what are to be done within it that are outlined are things that you're going to see carried out over the next few years.
0: So in the minute or so we have left, where do you see the future? What do you? And again, let's break it down into near-term and longer-term. How do you see all this playing out? Where do consumers end up at the end of the day?
1: Well, right now, if we look at the smaller market, more the individual market, the, the companies that have one or two employees or 30 employees, we're seeing them go more and more to alternative health plans that are not the four big health insurance companies because they can't afford $30,000 or $40,000 a year to consume two or $3,000 of care. So they're going to be joining associations. They are also more and more going into Christian shares. Now there are shares that are not Christian shares. Basically, it's covering that catastrophic need as closely as possible without per se calling it insurance. And and when we get to the middle and large market, what we are seeing is an absolute demand to review copies of the very medical bills that they paid. And once there's more exposure on what the abuses are and the cost drivers are, you manage what we measure. So we're going to see a lot more corporate medical cost transparency in the self-insured world. A lot more accountability and strong-arm negotiating by employer organizations uh, to create true capitalism and healthcare.
0: And that's a great place to leave our discussion today. Bill Hennessy, CEO at Pratter Inc. Bill, thank you for sharing your expertise with our audience and for being a shift shaper.
1: Being a part of your podcast here was an absolute honor. I thank you very much, and again, happy Pratter Day.
0: Thank you, sir. The Shift Shapered Podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved.